Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 27th. Here's what we're working on this morning. Hamilton police are investigating a shooting that took place last night in central Hamilton. A Christmas Day house fire in Burlington sent one person to hospital. And a South Korean actor from the Oscar winning movie Parasite has died. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Live. I am Adam Atkinson filling in for Tim Bolon this week. And I'm Emily Taylor filling in for Annette Hom, who was also off this week. Now, Brian Wood is taking a much needed vacation as well this week. Emily Vukovic is here a little bit later this morning with your weather. But first, a quick look at the roads. Environment Canada's fog advisor remains in effect for Hamilton, Halton, Niagara and the surrounding areas. And right now from our cameras, you can see there's a near zero visibility on the roads, so please take it easy out there. I know both of us were talking when we first came in this morning. I've never seen fog like this before. Yeah, it was so thick coming in from Brantford this morning that, that people were just crawling on the highway. So if you are out and about, make sure you take your time and be careful. Police are investigating a shooting in central Hamilton yesterday night. Hamilton police say they were called to the area of King Street East and Proctor Boulevard around 7 p.m. yesterday. There they found a victim that had been struck by a projectile believed to be discharged from a firearm. The victim was taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police believe the shooting was targeted but say no suspect information is available. Anyone with information is asked to reach out to police. Hamilton EMS say at least one person is dead and three others were taken to hospital following a fog filled crash in the Jolly Cut yesterday. Emergency services were called to the Jolly Cut just after 1 p.m. responding to reports of a two vehicle collision. Hamilton EMS told CHCH News a man believed to be in his 20s was pronounced deceased on scene. They add two other men in their 20s are in hospital. One has life threatening injuries while the other is in stable condition. A man in his 60s also suffered minor injuries. Hamilton police are investigating the crash. Now the jolly cut has been reopened. To Toronto now where a man is dead after an altercation with a man riding a bike. Toronto police say they were called to the area of Rockusville and Bowstead avenues just after 9 a.m. yesterday for reports of an unconscious man on the ground and a suspicious man on a bike. Officers attended to a male who was in his 60s. The male was found to be unconscious and was transported to a local hospital via emergency run. Unfortunately, a short time later, the male had succumbed to his injuries. It's an investigation that's ongoing. We're still trying to determine exactly what happened. We're not certain ourselves what happened. And we're really asking for the public's help, especially if they have any video or witnesses. Police described the suspect as a man in his 40s riding a black mountain bike. Initially, police said the victim had been struck by an object, but now say that has not been confirmed. A house fire in Burlington on Christmas Day caused $450,000 in damage. It happened around 4 p.m. on Monday on Glenview Avenue. The Burlington Fire Department says the cause of the blaze is suspected to be electrical failure. Firefighters say the flames started on the porch and spread to the attic. Three people were in the home at the time. One person was taken to hospital. Niagara police are looking for two women who allegedly stole a bag containing several thousand dollars in cash from the Walmart in Welland last month. 
It happened at around 715 on November 23rd. Now police say a person entered the store and set down a bag containing $5,000 in cash and mistakenly walked away from it. When he went back for it, it was gone. Police say two women found the bag and used the cash to buy several items before leaving. Now, both women are described as being five foot three with tan skin. One was around 50 years old. The other was around 20. One was wearing a maroon jacket with a yellow scarf and toque, while the other was wearing a purple coat. They were last seen leaving the area in a white Toyota Camry. Anyone with the information is asked to contact police or Crime Stoppers. It was a Boxing Day frenzy yesterday to the point where OPP had to shut down road access near a Milton outlet mall. Traffic was backed up for kilometers on roads leading to the Toronto Premium Outlets Mall in Milton. The OPP shut down the 401 access ramp near the mall and warned drivers to not park on the shoulders of the highway. Regardless, shoppers made the journey to find the best bargains. Few deals, good deals, so we, we did some shopping, so it was good, yeah. You save a lot of money? Uh, I'd say like maybe like 20%. We ended up spending a lot more than we had planned for because we had so many exciting offers inside. Got underwear <laughs> <laughs> and I got some New Year's outfits, so it was really nice. Good prices? Good prices. I got 25% off. The Retail Council of Canada predicted a massive rush to malls this Boxing Day. They forecasted that 32% of Canadians were planning to shop. That's significantly more than last year. It definitely wasn't a white Christmas this year, but Environment Canada did issue a weather advisory. On top of foggy conditions, it was an unusually warm day where many ditched the winter coats. The lack of snow was a complete opposite from last year when residents dealt with the aftermath of a winter storm that hit southern Ontario just before Christmas. That resulted in blocked roads and power outages in Niagara. I know the record is 10.7 back in 1982 for Boxing Day. So today we're going to see 9 degrees. I mean, that's still 10 degrees warmer than it should be. I mean, the temperature high in, in Hamilton, Niagara area should be about minus 1. According to experts, it's hard to say if the warmer weather is a result of climate change, but there could be signs that decades from now, a white Christmas would be something we only get every two years. Peru has an interesting way of making sure old disputes aren't brought into the new year. A day of bare-knuckle boxing. Each year, the Takanaqui Festival takes place in remote towns of Santo Tomas. Peruvians say it's a series uh, as a form of community justice, and it helps quell simmering disputes between residents, allowing them to start the new year in peace. Judges and referees are on hand to declare winners and to mediate any brawls. The uh, festival combines the native word take, meaning fight, and nake, meaning mutual, and is celebrated yearly. I don't know how that would end a dispute. Sorry, right, now let's take a look at Sports Canada taking on Finland in their opening game of the World Junior Hockey Championship in Sweden. And it was goaltending that was the story early for Canada. Jaeger had that ticket away. Hoping it looks back in front. Great chance by the cross. Take a look at this save by Mathis Rosso, robbing a wide open finish forward. Less than a minute later, the defending champs respond and off the D to D pass, Maverick Lamru. Fires a shot and it gets deflected in front off the pants of Nate Danielson. 
member of the Brandon Wheat Kings gives the Canada team a 1-0 advantage. Third period, 2-1 Canada and projected first overall draft pick Macklin Celebrini makes his mark as the 17-year-old jams at the puck, but it appears that Nicholas Coco covered the puck. Following video review, it was determined the puck was over the line under the goalie's pad, and it is a good goal. In the end, Matthew Patois and Maverick Lamoureux hit, hit the empty net. Canada wins 5-2. They now face Latvia 1-30 today. With seven returning players and 10 NHL first-round picks, the Americans come into this tourney as heavy favorites, and they didn't disappoint in their opener, topping newly promoted Norway 4-1. Blue Jackets second-rounder Gavin Brindley scored twice in the second period as the States outshot Norway 44-23 to improve to 7-1 lifetime versus Norwegians. And it was all Sweden against Latvia. The Swedes buried two goals a period on their way to a 6-0 win. Canucks prospect Jonathan Lecker-Mackey led the way with a pair of goals. In the other game, Minnesota Wild prospect and current Owen Sound attack forward Servak Petrovsky buried a couple of goals as Slovakia hammered Czech Republic. And sticking with international ice hockey, the first ever Spengler Cup was played in 1923. And many years later, the club team tournament that includes the Canadian men's national squad continues in Switzerland. Yesterday, Jonathan Hazen notched a pair of goals and Aaron Dell stopped 30 shots to backstop Canada to a four-zip victory over Sweden's Frölunda HC. On Thursday, Canada plays the host team HC Davos. The Blue Jays finally making a move in the free agent market. The Bluebirds and outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer have come to terms on a one-year $10.5 million contract. The 33-year-old four-time Gold Glove winner was a pleasant surprise in 2023 as he hit 265 with eight home runs, 36 RBI, and 14 stolen bases, primarily batting at the bottom of the order. Kiermaier's 129, 129 games played is tied for second most in a single season in his career, the most since 2019 with Tampa Bay. And finally, the Detroit Pistons made history last night, but not the good kind. They were beaten 118-112 by the Brooklyn Nets for their 27th consecutive loss, setting an NBA single-season record. The brutal Pistons' record this season has dropped to two wins and 28 losses, with their last win coming way back on October 28th against the Bulls. The Bulls! Yeah, the Pistons are pretty bad. You know what's not bad? Hmm. The weather. The weather? No, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? The fog is not it's, great. Okay, it's not cold, though. It's, You're it's, right. It's yeah. not cold. Warm-ish. But I feel like this is the time of year we kind of want it to be cold. It's Christmas. We want to feel festive, getting mm. into New Year's. It's like October out there. Yeah, but we, yeah. Were, we were talking earlier that the fog was... Yeah. Nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's intense. And the fact that it's so prolonged isn't helping people get around, that's for sure. We're looking at near zero visibility in many areas. We do have that fog advisory stretching pretty much throughout the Golden Horseshoe all the way down towards the south. Everybody is foggy, but everybody is mild. Getting up to a daytime high of 9 degrees today. Light winds, foggy conditions. They may dissipate a little bit later on into the afternoon, but for the most part, it is going to be foggy and drizzly and kind of wet. We have a large area of low pressure really in the Dakotas where they're seeing a ton of snow. So we are seeing that push of warm air coming up throughout southern Ontario. But 
Of course, we are seeing the showers straight from Windsor right up towards Kingston and into the Ottawa area. Some areas 15 to 20 millimeters, certainly not out of the question. Looking at our temperatures, 10 degrees right now in Niagara Falls. We're double digits. We're almost into the teens in some communities. Now, yesterday we saw daytime highs anywhere between five and six. We should be at minus one for this time of year and our overnight lows, they should be around minus eight. So we are well above our seasonal average. I don't know what happened to Brantford there. Does it normally come up for Brian? I don't know, it's not coming up for me. <laughs> Seven degrees right now throughout Kitchener and into Guelph. Everybody's seeing a few showers, a little bit of drizzly uh, activity. Seven degrees through Toronto, we're six in Milton, five through Burlington, eight degrees in Mississauga. And we're gonna be talking, taking a look at this area of low pressure. There it is through the Dakotas. They're seeing a ton of snow. For us, we're lucky it's rain. So let's get back to news with Adam and Emily. So Brian would normally have Brantford's oh. weather there, so one See? strike against you. But I can tell you, I left there this morning. It was about that temperature, okay, and it was foggy. <laughs> okay, oh, surprise, yeah. surprise. It was foggy. It was foggy. It was foggy. Yeah. Imagine. There you go. I'm right. Okay, awesome. That's good. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be doing chit-chat, too. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of run across the room and sit down at the couch. Uh, are you a fan of the Royals? Oh, so we just started watching <laughs> The, the Crown, Crown Season 6 uh, yesterday. I think we're like four episodes deep. Oh, it's, and you're loving it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, yeah, I've never seen The Crown. No? Never. Oh, yeah. you know, I know, I should. I'm only into like two seasons. Like I started it and then they switched all the characters and I was like, meh. <laughs> Anyways, we are going to be talking about one of Princess Diana's dresses that oh. just sold at auction for an insane amount of money. Amazing. All right, lots more entertainment then coming up after the break. We also have some more uh, business news coming up for you after the break. A U.S. airline is apologizing after putting a six-year-old child on the wrong flight. While Apple fights an import ban on its watches, the world of cattle ranches getting a boost from AI. Business news next. Welcome back to Morning Live. Here's a look at the market. The Canadian dollar is down three basis points this morning. It's at 75.76 cents U.S. Gold is up $8.10, while crude fell 43 cents. It's at $75.14 barrel. In midday, European trading markets are up in London, Frankfurt, and Paris. Over in Asia, markets are up in Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. And in North American markets yesterday, the TSX fell, is still closed for the holidays while the Dow gained 159 points, the NASDAQ added 82. Spirit Airlines is apologizing after a six-year-old boy traveling alone to spend Christmas with his grandmother was put on the wrong flight in Philadelphia. Murray Ramos says when she showed up at the airport in Fort Myers, Florida on Thursday to greet her grandson, she was told he wasn't on the flight. The boy called her a short time later to say he had just landed about 257 kilometers away in Orlando. In a statement, Spirit says the boy was under the care and supervision of an airline employee the entire time, despite incorrectly boarding the wrong flight. Apple is pushing back against a U.S. ban on importing its newer watches. This comes amid a complaint from medical monitoring company Massimo, which alleges that Apple 
six and newer use technology uh, that infringes on their patent. Massimo has accused Apple of hiring away its employees, stealing its pulse oximetry technology and incorporating it into the popular Apple Watch. Apple has asked the federal circuit to pause the ban at least until U.S. Customs and Border Protection decides whether redesigned versions of its watches infringe on Massimo's patent and to put a ban on hold while the court considers Apple's request. Healthcare is more hazardous. A U.S. hospital is purchased by private equity firms. That from a new study published yesterday. Now, the study looked at the rates of 10 serious adverse events associated with medical care at 51 hospitals in the U.S. before and after they were purchased by private equity firms. Researchers then compared those results with the rates of the same complications at more than 250 hospitals that were not owned by those entities. The study revealed in the private equity hospitals there was a 25% increase in patient complications, including more patient falls and infections. Previous research shows staff cuts and replacing highly paid workers is often tied to private equity acquisitions. Those firms have been acquiring large chunks of the U.S. healthcare delivery system in recent years, including hospitals, nursing homes, behavioral health systems, and private physician practices. You may have to pay to return those gifts that you don't want. According to the logistics company Happy Returns, more than 80% of retailers are now charging a fee to make a return. Macy's, Abercrombie, J. Crew, and H&M have all added shipping fees for mail-in returns. Amazon has also started charging $1 to return items to UPS stores. Data from the U.S. National Retail Federation shows that customers sent back nearly 17% of the merchandise they purchased last year. That's up from 8% in 2019. Japan's nuclear power regulator has lifted an operational ban it imposed on the world's largest power plant two years ago, clearing the path for it to restart. The Tokyo Electrical Power Company has been eager to bring the plant back online to slash operating costs, but it still needs approval from regional authorities on the Japanese coast. With a capacity of over 8,000 megawatts, the plant has been offline since around 2011 when the Fukushima disaster prompted the eventual shutdown of all nuclear power plants in Japan at the time. Shares in, in TEPCO rose sharply after the Nuclear Regulation Authority indicated earlier this month that it would consider lifting the ban after conducting an on-site inspection and meeting with the company's president. A startup called OneCup AI has developed facial recognition technology for animals that's proving helpful to some Canadian farmers. The technology is called Bovine Expert Tracking and Surveillance, or Betsy. It can monitor the health, activity, nutrition and growth of cattle through cameras. The One Cup CEO says the idea for Betsy came about while talking with a cousin who asked if there was a way to use computers and cameras to identify cows without having to use tags. She says there are now 140 setups around Canada. So you can now identify your cow a little bit easier. Yes, yeah. and all of their health aspects. Perfect. Sounds like a great <laughs> Betsy. Sounds like Betsy. a great plan. All right, taking a break right now. Emily Bookless will be back with your seven-day forecast in just a moment.